Connecting with our community live from Melbourne Girls Grammar School, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to MGGS Live on Live FM. Welcome everyone, live from Melbourne Girls Grammar. You're listening to MGGS Radio on Live FM. My name is Electra and today my guest is Robbie Thorpe. He is a prominent Indigenous figure and activist who has fought for many prevalent issues throughout his life, notably founding the Pay the Rent movement. Most recently, he has been protesting the name of King's Domain and seeking to reclaim land in the Botanical Gardens to create a healing space for First Nations people. I have chosen to speak with Robbie today to address how Australia can heal from its colonial past and the remnants of it in today's society, a particularly relevant topic considering the outcome of last year's referendum. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Robbie? Hi, Electra. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been involved in Aboriginal politics for quite a while. Uh, since I left school, I got involved uh, politically. For me, I, I sort of didn't learn anything at school. It was only when I left school I started learning anything about the real world for me. And I've been involved with uh, many campaigns involving land rights in, in the main, um, issues around sovereignty, uh, Crimes against humanity, like the, the genocide, people are not really aware of what's actually occurred in this country. They don't realise the gravity of the crime that's gone down here. Mm. So I've been trying to make people aware of that most of my life. I just sort of should let you know who, what my background is. My tribal background is um, uh, my, my people come from the, the Snowy River, which is the, uh, the Croatungalung people, the Gunai Kurnai people. That's my father's people. My mother's people is uh, the western side of the Kulin Nation. This is the this is the eastern side. This is the Bunwarong land. And my mother's people come from the western side, around uh, what they call the Grampians or Gary Word. So it's a bit of my history. It's a long history of um, struggle with those groups of people. And so I've been sort of it's been handed down to me from you know, generations. A struggle, I suppose. That's why I'm involved. What do I do? Thank you very much for coming in and taking the time to speak with us today. Um, how do you think young people in this country can educate themselves about Indigenous history and the impacts a treaty could have on healing from colonialism? Um. When I went to school, there wasn't very much taught about Aboriginal people's history in the education system itself. The whole institution was like in denial yeah. of who we were and what we were. There was, wasn't much information. I think demanding that the students of today should be demanding they, they learn the truth about the history of this country and it should be a part of the curriculum. shouldn't be any question about that. Uh, that should happen and that would... That would solve a lot of problems for Aboriginal people. And people are in denial or they just don't know. They're ignorant about the real history here. Yeah. That's a real issue that needs to be um, sorted out at that level. It's like it's not the people who is so bad. It's as the, as the state and the, and the system that perpetuates this, I suppose, denialism and uh, failing to recognise our rights. So... Um, people need to put pressure on on the wider community or the 
the system itself, the government and the, and the institutions to, to rectify that. So that's, I don't know if the students would be involved with actually arguing for that. But I think it would be you know, a worthwhile sort of a campaign to be undertaken by students who go to these schools and know the places where, you know, where you're learning. What's the history of this place? And, for example, do you know the history of what the botanical gardens was? You know, did you grow up with that knowledge? And do you know what people whose, whose land this was for so many thousands of years? before it all changed with colonialism, which is not that long ago, a couple of hundred years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's an all of a all of community approach to what's going on in this country is it's it's I don't know if you know what the meaning of the word terra nullis is, which meant that this country was based on the fact that there was empty of people. Well that's hardly the, the truth. Um, that's unfortunate because Aboriginal hold a lot of knowledge and, and wisdom about this place in particular and a lot of knowledge about other things like the astronomy and how to survive. In fact, I think the Aboriginal people are the blueprint for survival on this planet. You know, we, we had it together. We had our act together. You know, there was something like 300 nations of people on this continent all lived in harmony with each other. It's not an easy task. Not only in harmony with each other, but everything around us, like the land itself and everything in the land, we lived in harmony. Because it's a totally different way of existing than what it is today. It's, it's a totally different system, which is yeah, we've we've struggled to survive even in our country, and over those last two hundred and fifty years, but uh, we're determined. We're not going away. We'll be here at the end of the day. So thanks, thanks for interviewing me, and uh, this is, uh, I think it's what it takes. It takes uh, students themselves asking the questions, or you, sometimes you get a good teacher in your in your in the classrooms, and that makes a big difference to things. Thank you. Um, and going forward, how do you think this country should deal with colonial monuments? Should they be removed from their context, or should and have their context changed or do you think um, and used for educational purposes? I think they should be explained exactly who they are and what they are, the context of those things. They don't have to be removed. It's like burning the books sort of thing. You don't want to do that. That's, that's part of actual history. You can learn a lot from that. But I don't believe in destroying them yourself. You could remove them and put them in a theme park or something where you could have school excursions to go and they excursion through the park and exp they can explain what these these monuments represent and who they are and what they did because most people wouldn't know you know I, I didn't know much about the monuments in my where I grew up it takes a bit of um, searching to find out who, who they are and what they did I'd be surprised when you do find it you know, who, who exactly they are it's, it's interesting information so I, I wouldn't get rid of it. I just changed the context of it a bit. Same same with the constitution and everything else. It's something needs a bit of tweaking. Doesn't have to be much of a change, but it could make a, a big difference. Okay, and f thank you very much for that response. And for anyone who is just listening in, you're, uh, we are live from Melbourne Girls Grammar on MGGS Radio on Live FM. And our next question is, 
What do you think is the importance of restarting camp sovereignty, camp sovereignty now? It's very important for us. Um, it was unfinished business back then. Some of the, the same claims that we we're making then are the, exactly the same today. Uh, it was a spontaneous thing back then where we, you know, we attempted to take a bit of land back for our, you know, for our ceremonial purposes, for you know, a place where we could use. And having a space anywhere in this, in this city is difficult to have, especially in Aboriginal space. You know, where, where is it where you can see a bit of Aboriginal culture live? You, know, you won't find it in the CBD. You'd have to go searching far and wide to find that. But this can be a permanent place where uh, you know, we can express ourselves, we can do our business. We've got a fire there which is a very important part of our, our culture and our law. Uh, we say our law com actually comes from the fire. That's the very first council where people sat around in a circle and discussed things. So it's our first law and um, that's an important part, component of our, our camp. But, you know, we, wa we want to continue that forever, actually. We want to have a place like that in every probably municipal council, for example, right across the continent could, could do something similar. Because it's, it's issues that need to be resolved, healed, and, you know, we can come together. We're talking about treaties and truth-telling in the state at the moment, which is like a perfect opportunity for something like this to exist. Where we, you know, we don't, we don't do anything in the box in the corporate world. We, we live on the ground. We've got a different world. Mm -hmm. We're affected by different things. And, you know, our spirits are with us. Uh, and we, 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 when we do light our fire, we invoke our ancestors to come be witness to what we're doing as well. So it takes on a whole different meaning for us to have a place on the land. And, and yeah, like we, we've basically been removed from all of our, our lands in, this, in the state. It's, the only things we get is what the government grants us. Mm. And it's hardly, uh, well, yeah, half the time it's not what we want and they, don't, they, they only do things to us. They don't ask us what we want. They do things for us all the time, which has been a failure in the past. They're not really fair to them. You know, we want to get to a point where you know, Australia can be civilised enough and act honourably enough to actually uh, do, th do things like they were instructed to do in the first instance, like get consent to negotiate. You know, they don't see us, they're not seeing us as human beings with, with, with human rights at this point in time. And there's, there's lots to it. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a whole lifetime of trying to understand these things myself, you know. But I think the, the education can, system can do a lot more in regards to informing people in the right way with the truth. There's, there's currently a truth commission going on about the true history of Victoria's colonial past. Yeah. I think that's going to be interesting and it should shed light on why we do the things we do and why we're in the condition we are and all those things. But there's an amazing history there that people shouldn't be sharing and an incredible history. Of, and we, we lived in social, social organised fashion for 100,000 years and that's pretty significant. And um, yeah, we have a lot to share but it's... Um, it seemed like they were intent to do what they were going to do to us. They they decided that was what they were going to what was going to happen to our people from the other side of the world. Mm. It's a resource rich country, and that's I think that's got a lot to do with what it's all about the wealth of this land.
Absolutely. Great response. Thank you. Um, and what do you think the your cultural fires can do um, to contribute to healing people in the community and our nation as a whole? Well, that's exactly what that fire, that particular fire, has got healing properties about it. Every every night we have a sundown ceremony where we we burn gum leaves. Uh, within gum leaves, there's healing properties as well. Mm. It's eucalypt. It's good for healing. You know, you know when you go up to the beehive, yep. you spray it with smoke. Why? Because it settles the bees down. We can take the honey without being stung. It's the same sort of principle. You know, when we gather, we want the, the place, all the bad energy removed, so we can sit down and talk. So it is a healing place to start with, and a fire. And like I said, it, it invokes our ancestors. You know, we're, For me, I was told that the Aboriginal law was basically these five things. It was about peace, healing, harmony, love and justice for everybody. Uh, I don't know why people are afraid of that. They seem to be for some reason. It's such a beautiful culture, and um, yeah, we we learnt over a long period of time how to how to coexist with other people. And, and yeah, we've been through a lot. Yeah, we've been through all these issues like jealousy, greed, and you know, all those things. We've been through that years ago. We understand human nature to a large degree. Mm. And yeah, this is the this is the way we learn to operate and we're not materialistic you know we we believe that the creation is the is the ultimate piece of art doesn't need any improvement just we're just the caretakers custodians and the guardians of something very special we see something very special and we're here to hand it on in in the best condition we can to our children Mm. and respect our ancestors at the same time and the law that they hand down is is a proven law for us so we're, we're trying to get back to that uh, that they've assumed that they're their authority. These people have come, you know, they've got a, um, they've got a superiority attitude, I suppose. We, I, I fail to understand how that they get to that, but um, you know, we know we've got a good law. We want to get back to that. We know that it is healing for not just ourselves, but the whole whole planet itself. And, and our fire, we, we're looking at it as like a, like a prototype for what can be done in, in every place in Australia mm-hmm. where there's conflict, where there's, where there's things like uh, things that need um, healing, like there's old massacre sites. That, that's, a, that's the source of a lot of intergenerational trauma for our people, people not sort of realising, seeing that. So that could be something that the, the two communities could come together around and heal that. It's not good for them. It's not good for us. So, you know, healing, doing something like that together would would go a long way in healing this this nation as a as a nation of people and as one. You know, we've never been really a part of it. Mm. We've been kept out of it, and you, know, you can see what the results of that is. I think we're the most jailed people on earth in our own country, men, women, and children. It's, it's not a good look. So we want we want to change that for the better. Um, we're tough, we're conditioned people, we're, we're mighty tough and resilient and resistant and uh, we're proven that. Uh, better they, they, the sooner they deal with the truth in this, this country, it's the better for everyone. And you've got to start with the truth no matter what it is, where you are, who you are. 
Uh, that was a amazing point. Thank you very much. I think that is all we have time for for today. Um, thank you for coming in again, Robbie. It's my pleasure, um, lecture. It's uh. We are live from Melbourne Girls Grammar. You have been listening to MGGS Radio on Live FM. Thank you.